I live in Niagara Falls with my mom in a building. It's at the corner of my street. I can't picture what the house looks like. That's to say, I don't ever look at it when I go outside. I do go outside, though. Sometimes I walk down 24th Street, and sometimes I walk down to the falls. And when I do, I take note of the addresses. There's, um, 299, and there's 301, and then I forget to look after a while. One time, my dad told me all about addresses. He was like, Cooter, you'll note that on this side of the street, all the numbers are odd. And on that side of the street, all the numbers are even. And that's how it's done all across our great city. I never forgot that. One of dad's lessons, you know? In his prime, dad would go over the falls in a barrel weekly. It got to the point where nobody much cared. When the coroner called my mom, he said dad tried going over the falls again, but this time without a barrel. That stupid ass, she said. She was sitting at a canary yellow table and working on a carton of Kent's. It was very gray outside. The coroner seemed deaf. He was very loud. I could hear him from across the room. We need someone to identify the body. Hello? I'll send my son. Hello? She said and hung up the phone. She wrote down an address on Creekside Drive. It was an odd number. I thought of Dad. I didn't know where Creekside Drive was, and Mom hadn't provided a map. It took me three days to find it. I crossed through many abandoned parking lots in that time. Endless interconnected parking lots, stretching for miles, with no businesses in between. Parking lots just serving as parking lots for the next parking lot. I stayed at a hotel that I eventually came across. The name on the sign had faded away. They didn't have any vacant rooms, so they put me in a room with another guy. He said he was a classics professor. His face was as red as a red daisy, and he stared out the window at an inoperable street lamp. I have great memories of this place. I didn't wish to talk to him. <laughs> the ruddy-faced classicist only woke me once during the night, frantically pulling at my foot. If you don't start dreaming, there's gonna be trouble. So I went back to sleep and tried my best to dream. I left early in the morning and I was able to find the coroner. 
His name was Mantione. Or maybe it was Mangione. Or Montana. Or Magitana. Or Mintono. Or Minito. Or Manonushi. Or Manoshono. Or Mansha. Or Mashlak. I don't remember. He was drunk. He had a pre-packaged clam sandwich that he never put down. He took me to a room full of coolers. Your dad is in number three. An odd number, hmm? <laughs> I gotta tell you, kid, your dad fell from a great distance and he hit a boulder. He's wetter than an otter's pocket. The cooler slid open. I didn't know what I was looking at. They hadn't drained the blood, for one thing. The remains of Dad were just lying in a bath of blood. The blood was dripping out of the cooler and onto the floor. Ah, shit. You gotta drain the corn before you make salad dressing. I took note of this aphorism for possible later use. Just move your hand around in there, see if you see anything. He said as he bent down to soak up the blood with a roll of bounty. I did as I was told and stuck my hands in. It felt like a lot of lumpy balloons, like two days after an outdoor birthday party in high winds. I slushed things around and the coroner kept at the dripping blood. If I could find a finger, I told the coroner, I would be able to identify him by his tattoo, a bingo tattoo. Like the clown? No, like the game. Finally, I found part of a hand with a couple fingers on it. It was Dad's tattoo, a letter on each knuckle that spelled out the word bingo. It's the bingo tattoo. It's him, I said. You sure? Oh, yes. I admired it many times. The coroner took a bite of the clam sandwich. He seemed entirely satisfied with himself, and I was glad for him. I left. It took me three more days to get home. When I got back home, I told Mom, Hi, I identified Dad. She was sitting at the canary yellow table. One carton of Kent's had been pushed aside, and she had started on another. She was watching the news on TV. Some guy in a cape was being dragged around by a bear. So, uh, he's officially dead now, Mom. The coroner said they would send you a certificate. That's stupid ass. I didn't know our address, I told her. So they said they would just put it in the mail to General Delivery, and we could pick it up on Main Street. They said we should bring at least one form of identification, but they weren't entirely sure about that. It might be two. Mom didn't say anything else. She just kept watching the TV. The man in the cape was now crawling towards a spaceship on a beach. I still don't know our address, but I think it might be two, nine, seven. He was a man, but he was also a kid. He 
was Nabisco Kid, the Nabisco Kid. He was mean, but he was also nice. He was very big, but he was also tiny. He was loud, but then again he was quiet. He was such a nerd, but he was so damn cool. He was smart, but he was really dumb. He was totally bald and had a full head of hair. He is dead, yet he is different than dead. He's Nabisco Kid, yeah, the Nabisco Kid. He was a man, but he was also a kid. Yeah, the Nabisco Kid, the Nabisco Kid.